This is reposted. Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking and possibly challenges you in a new way. If you'd like to help support the show, please visit patreon.com slash reposted. Thank you for stopping by. Finland, congratulations, Finland, recently ranked the happiest country in the world for the fourth year in a row. They have this great saying in Finland, shrouds have no pockets, meaning you can't take your money with you when you die. Finnish people actually say this, greed leads to a shitty ending. <laughs> Finland, in Finland, kids are taught greed is a bad thing and they only take what you need, which brings us to our Finland quote today. It's human nature to get a little bit and then want more. I sort of understand where this came from human beings, some from sort of like an evolution perspective. Like if you're on the Serengeti and you see food, you should eat as much as you can right then because you never know if you're gonna get food again. When I was in college, I was poor, I didn't have a lot of money. When in, whenever there was food or pizza at a party or whatever, I would just eat as much as I could because I didn't know if food was ever going to come. So I understand where greed come from. D- does that make sense? Yeah. So seven then, deadly sins. It is seven. De- so then, like, do we just take it too far as human beings? Like, we just can't ever get enough of anything? I mean, you can, but I mean, you're fighting against your your wiring or your dna to to want more i mean for however long we've been on the earth it was get as much as you can because you don't know catch as catch can like you don't know when your next meal is going to be and now we live where you can buy as much food as you want as much food as you can carry and eat for as long as you want so this sense of greed is like we have to fight that and now we're trying to add resistance into our life uh, a good example of the greed was uh, a little over a year and a half ago when there was a food shortage and there was everyone oh. buying what they didn't need yeah you couldn't get toilet paper you couldn't get towels you go to the store I, I mean hopefully we never see that again in my lifetime walking to a store and seeing completely empty shelves for i mean that's crazy so they come up we we watch this little thing i watch this little thing on the bbc about finland and why they're ranked to happiness and it said happiness equals moderation do you think that's true that your happiness is based on moderation uh i i I haven't really fully processed it i'm not on board with that 100 percent. everything in moderation including moderation like sometimes going all out is the most fun thing to do and um if you just kind of stay middle of the road, you have no frame of reference for like, we say that like you are happier when you are on the other side of something really sad because you have a frame of reference. But if you just kind of shoot straight down the middle the entire time, you're not going to have a happy happiness, I don't think. You know, it's interesting in Finland, right? They have high taxes, so they have good government help. If you lose your job, they have um, health care benefits. And, you know, they basically believe that like society and culture, they're, everybody's equal, very kind of like socialist kind of thing. And I was thinking about this, you know, whenever you travel, you see a lot of Australians. It's just everywhere around the world where you travel, there's always just Australians traveling. And someone once told me that's because they're not afraid to quit their job because they know that they can get health care for free. Like they know that the government is going to help them out. So, and that's completely antithetical to America where the government is not going to help you out. So you got to get what's yours or you're never going to get anything. 
Yeah, I, I don't think I've personally experienced the Australian thing. I've seen Germans in every single a lot of Germans too. Every single country I've ever been to outside the U.S. Well, including the U.S. But uh, yeah, it's it's something that like we were saying. I was saying at the beginning about program fighting your nature to um, get more. Like it's baked into the culture um, over there. I mean, even Sweden, I've seen it firsthand. It's like we have an implicit trust of the government. They tell us to do something, we're going to do it. They're like, if you're, they never really did a lockdown for the pandemic. They're like, if you're sick or you're old or you have pre-existing conditions, stay home. And I think for the most part, people listen to that because there's this, like you grew up thinking that the government has your best interests at heart. And I think if you turn on the news in the US, you can find many, many stories about the government not having your best interest. So in this thing I watched about Finland being the happiest country in the world, they interview this Finnish philosopher. And he says he sometimes walks into bars and they go like, hey, you're the Finnish philosopher. And they're always like, tell us the meaning of life. And he says, the meaning of life is making yourself meaningful to other people. Do you agree with that? I, I don't know if that's the meaning of life, but I think that is something that uh, is is nice. I, I've always wondered, and I don't have an answer, is doing things for other people truly selfless because it makes you feel good. Like, are you doing it because you don't care what you get in return or are you doing it to be selfless and um, or are you doing it for your own, like, feeling good? Because based on his definition of, like, what you should do, like, you're going to find happiness. The meaning of life is serving other people but in turn, you're serving yourself because you're feeling happier about it. So I'm, I'm not sold on this Finnish philosopher idea yet. So I go back to the article, uh, the interview we did earlier this year with the guy, the comfort crisis. And he was saying that we're all going to die. And you need to think about that a lot because that will inform your life. You think you're going to die, it'll inform your life. And if you think about that, right, as much money as you get, you're not going to take it anywhere, right? You could you could do, do bequeath libraries and foundations and have your name all over the world forever, but you're essentially going to die. And this, I forget who it was, but I feel like someone said to me once, you're into the afterlife thing. The whole point of life is giving stuff away so that when you get to heaven or whatever you think it is, God says, do you have anything? And if you've given it all away, you're ready for heaven. But it's the ones that are like, no, no, I got a bunch of stuff. They're the ones that fight going into heaven. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I, I'm buying to that for the most part. Um, I think something that I'm just now thinking about is a lot of times we're like, we're talking about uh, different, like your emotional IQ or your love language. And we, we're like, you need to treat people differently. And for quote happiness, we're trying to prescribe a, like one way, give everything away and this will make you happy. Like, I think everyone's going to be a little bit different on how they're how they're going to find happiness. Like if you were given Warren Buffett's wealth, would you feel the same about giving away all of your money to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation? Or like everyone's going to be a little bit different. It's easier to say this is what would make you happy in a hypothetical situation. But there's also a lot of studies saying that there's a there's a, um, a floor that you need to hit before money is not an issue. Like if, if you're worried about where you're going to eat, money isn't is going to be the answer to a lot of questions. Warren Buffett's an interesting case, though, because he's repeatedly said he doesn't care about the money he leaves in the same house that he's had in Nebraska. He just cares that he loves his job. And right. the byproduct of him loving his job is all of the wealth that he gets. So he's kind of an interesting kind of person to 
Well, maybe not because he doesn't care about it. Yeah. Or, I mean, I guess it's high profile billionaires in general. Elon Musk is living in like a $50,000 manufactured house outside of his plant in Texas. So like he also has multi-million dollar house. It's like, it's hard to put ourselves in the shoes of whoever these uh, uber wealthy people are. But uh, I don't think there's a one prescribed answer. I think it's a combination of, of doing a lot of things and uh, having self-reflection. Well, good news. Finland, once again, happiest people in the world. Congrats to Finland. Before we get out of here, are you happy? Are you happy right now? Uh, I mean, I, I, people, I, I, I feel like that's a relative term. I go through cycles where I'm not, I don't sleep a lot because stuff comes up and that really kind of makes me tired and exhausted. It doesn't put me in like a happy state. So I kind of, kind of ebb and flow, you know, if there's stuff I have to do that I don't love. So I sort of ebb and flow between happiness. I think that's also a good point that we can get into in another episode, but your physical health makes a big difference. If you're mm. eating, if you're eating a candy cane for lunch and dinner and you're sleeping an hour and a half, like you're not going to be happy. Like eat a well-rounded meal, get the amount of sleep that you need. But that's that's a different show. If I eat beef jerky every day, I'd be happy. Oh, well, if you like your beef jerky spicy, please reach out. You can find us at Repost the Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm Andrew for The Meat Man. Thanks for stopping by.